0: You have a timeout. Decide not to use it. Curry, way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! With six-tenths of a second remaining! Welcome to Downtown Park. Your one-stop shop for NBA recaps, breaking news, and previews. Follow and retweet twitter.com slash downtown pod. Like and share facebook.com slash downtown pod. Email your thoughts, ideas, suggestions, and questions to downtownpodhoops at gmail.com. Downtown Pod, now on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Downtown! What a do, baby. Jack, once again, dialing it in from way downtown. Welcome back to Downtown Pod. We are on Twitter and Facebook at Downtown Pod, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Red Circle, our main podcast hosting website. Thank you, Red Circle. Search Downtown NBA Daily. On today's show, 14 games in the association, all but two teams in action on Thanksgiving Eve matches in the NBA. We'll recap and break down every box score, plus get to all the breaking NBA news you need to know here on Downtown Pod. As always, share with your friends and your family and your mates as well. Please follow, like, share, retweet us, anything you possibly can. Leave us some honest feedback and follow. With your feedback, we get better. Downtown Pod is the pod of the people. Let's get straight to it. 14 games. Let's unpack them all here on Downtown Pod. Downtown. Hornets 102 Pistons 101 Big game for the Hornets they snapped their five game losing streak with a 1 point win over Detroit In the box score Andre had 14 points 21 rebounds 7 assists Luke Kennard 16 points and 3 boards BG Blake Griffin 26 points and 6 rebounds playing in away game for the first time in a few weeks Galloway 10 points and 2 assists Rose 13 points 8 assists and one rebound. For the Hornets, Devontae Graham was huge. 16 points, seven rebounds, 15 assists. What a season for him. Biombo: 19 points, nine rebounds. Batum, 13 points, five rebounds. Bridges, 15 points, six rebounds. Williams, six points, four rebounds. Rozier, 12 points, two rebounds, three assists. PJ Washington, 17. Point and five rebounds. A big win as the Hornets snapped their five-game losing streak. They have now won a total of eight games in a row against the Pistons. For the rookie, it was PJ had the best game of the night, rookie style, with 17. And the Hornets now seven wins, 11 losses. They are uh, they dropped one um, last game, and they're four and five at home now. The Pistons one and nine away from their home city. With the Charlotte Hornets snapping a five game losing streak, the Hornets have not lost to the Pistons since the 2017-18 season. A career high 15 assists for Devontae Graham helped them over the line on Wednesday night. Blake Griffin was great and the Hornets with sort of final possession from Detroit, which Derrick Rose kicked to Kennard for a buzzer beating shot. Didn't beat the buzzer, it wouldn't have counted. For final 12.3 seconds, there were three inbound attempts and there was a no shot counted as Kennard's one came after the buzzer sounded. It was a big win for Charlotte having lost their last game at home with a Zach Levine triple after leading by five points with less than 20 seconds on the clock. The Pistons' Tony Snell played in his first game since the 15th of November after missing four games with a left left hip strain. Snell is averaging 9.2 points. He came off the bench but went scoreless in his return to action. For the Hornets, Cody didn't play after a left hip injury in Monday's loss at Miami. For Zeller, it was the second game this season he has missed. He missed the October 25 loss due to personal reasons at Minnesota. Up next, Bulls. Well, uh, oh, the Bulls, no. I mean, the Pistons. They have Charlotte on Friday at 7 p.m and the Hornets visit Detroit on Friday as well. So it's a bit of a turnaround match for both these teams. They play each other in Detroit instead of the home one which the Hornets won tonight, 102-101 in Charlotte. 76-97, Sacramento Kings 91, six point win at home. For Philly, let's jump into the box score. It was a solid win for the Sixers. They led throughout this game and were never really threatened at any stage by the Sacramento Kings. The Kings were down by one at halftime, but the Sixers had a 10 point lead at three quarter time, which they transferred into a win here. For the Kings, Harrison Barnes, 14 points, nine boards, six assists. Buddy Hill had 22 points, six boards, four assists. Bogdanovich, 17 points, two rebounds, three assists and four big steals. Dedman had 18.6 rebounds, his game of the season undoubtedly. Belitza had 7 points and 4 boards on the bench and Rishawn Holmes, 3 points and 8 rebounds. For the 76ers, Simmons had 10 points and 14 boards, 5 assists and 2 steals. Harris, 14 points, 6 rebounds and 2 assists. Horford, 12 points, 7 boards, 5 assists, 1 block and 1 steal. Embiid rebounded from his 0 point outing last game to have 33 points and 16 rebounds. Baibuli was great off the bench, he was in the rotation tonight. For the Sixers. had 15 points, 3 rebounds, 4 steals, 2 blocks, 1 assist in a stat sheet stuffing performance. Mike Scott was scoreless, Furkan Korkmaz had 2, and Josh Richardson only had 9 points in this game against Sacramento. In a game that was up and down for much of the 4th quarter, it was a late comeback by the Kings, but it was a 2 point flush in the last 5 seconds which made this game look closer than what it was. Against the Kings, it was uh, Joel Embiid, and he scored the first points of the game with an emphatic dunk to remove all the uh, hallmarks of his zero point outing against the Raptors. He went zero from 11 in that game, including zero of four from the arc and missed all three of his free throws. For the Sacramento Kings, Buddy Hield had 22 points and Dwayne Dedman had 18. They were one and three on a four game road trip, uh, but it was a solid performance by the Kings who are now seven and 10 and three of seven away from their Smoothie King Center home in Sacramento. the Sixers well there, undefeated at home, eight and zip, and they 12 and six overall record. For Ben Simmons, he does not want to shoot the three-point shot, and his conventional jump shot remains a bit of a question mark over his longevity in the NBA. He hit his first three-pointer a couple of weeks ago, but he hasn't tried a true three since. Coach Brett Brown has defended his star point guard, saying his jump shot will come in time. Brown said in general, I want him to shoot more. There are available shots he can look at shooting more. For the Kings, Darren Fox missed his 8th straight game with an ankle injury. Trevor Ariza was out for personal reasons, 5th straight game out for him. The teams wrap up their two-game season series on March 5 in Sackdown. as Philly fans booed Nemanja Belica, who spurred the Sixers for Europe prior to last offseason. For the Sixers, they are fully fit, except for Kylo Quim and Shake Milton, who are not regular rotation players. For the Kings, Denver are next. They host them on Saturday night in the Association and the 76ers travel to New York to face them on Friday. Philadelphia 97, Sacramento 91. Downtown. Celtics 121, Nets 110. A big win for Boston as the Nets tried to upset the Apple cart without Kyrie Irving. A matchup that was billed preseason as the return to Boston for Kyrie didn't eventuate, but Kemba Walker returned from what looked like a season-ending injury last week to have 39 points in this game against the Nets. He was exceptional tonight, had six assists and six rebounds and four assists, as Brown chipped in with 22 points and 10 rebounds, Jalen Brown. Jason Tatum had 16 points, 9 boards, 5 assists, Marcus 10 points, 4 boards and 5 assists. Teeks returned to the lineup after missing a game, had 14 points, 8 rebounds. And Wanamaker Brad had 13 points and 3 boards. Next, Jarrett Allen was again double, doubling up with 17 points and 14 boards. Dinwiddie was great, but not effective in this game. 16 points, 11 assists, 5 of 19 from the field. Garrett Temple, 22 points, 2 boards and 3 assists. Off the bench, good production from David Nwaba, he had 10 points for x 1 board, 1 assist and 2 steals. For Joe Harris, 21 points, five rebounds, two assists, two blocks. He was the most influential player on the night. The Brooklyn Nets, who are now nine and nine, the Celtics are 13 and four, undefeated at home. Two teams undefeated at home: the Sixers and the Boston Celtics. The Nets four and six away from the Barclays Center. They're nine and nine on the season, and they sit at 500. Kemba returned from a neck injury. He scored a season high at 39 points. The crowd loved it and uh, they have chewed him all season because the person he replaced, of course, was Kyrie Irving, who was missing on this Brooklyn Nets road trip. Only missing one game after leaving the court on a stretcher, he returned and had 13 points in the third quarter, and Boston scored nine straight as the Nets were in front by one, and they took a 91-83 lead and didn't look back from there. Brooklyn, that one-point lead with three minutes left in the third, well, it was all she wrote. They pretty much gave up after the Ticks bit on their nine-point run and the crowd may have bought tickets to heckle Irving but they enjoyed the Celtics debuting their city outfits which looked kind of like a bit of a uh, downtown Irish pub but get up have a look on twitter for that let us know what you think at Downtown Pod on twitter and give us your thoughts. Irving did make the trip as I said but there was posters up branding him as a coward and they decorated the entrance to Boston's TD Garden. A few fans Uh, were there wearing his number 11 Celtics jersey with the words where is written of tape above his name. During the intros where Irving was nowhere to be seen, the first Kyrie sucks chant broke out and it was repeated about a dozen times throughout the game. Ridiculous really from the Celtics crowd. They love to irk former players who leave their association they climbed above 500 last game in the Nets, but they're back at 500 now. They had a 5-1 record since Irving went out. It's now 5-2. Irving missed and is going to miss the whole road trip with a sore shoulder. The Nets have not beaten the ticks in the last seven tries. and They had won three in a row on the road. They have not won four straight road games since 2008 and that resets now. Gordon Hayward took the microphone to wish the Celtics crowd a happy Thanksgiving. He is expected to be back in the next few weeks. Next up, the teams play each other on a return home and away game on Friday in Brooklyn. But today in Brooklyn, in Boston I should say, it was Boston 121, Brooklyn 110. 11-point win to the Celtics. Downtown Paces 121, Jazz 102, a 19-point win to Indiana at home tonight as they move along to 11 and 6, and the Jazz fall to 11 and 7. Player stats and box score for the Jazz first up. It was Mitchell, 26 points, but zip rebounds, one assist, one block, and one steal in a lopsided effort for him. Bogdanovich had 30 points, five rebounds, two assists. Rudy Gobert had 14 points and 13 boards. Ingles 12 points, two rebounds, two assists, and four steals. Conley 5.6 boards, five assists. Green, six points, six rebounds. Niang, five points and two rebounds off the bench. For the Pacers, McConnell was great, 12 points, two boards and four assists and three steals. But this man, Malcolm Brogdon, what an acquisition. Holding the fort down until Victor Oladipo returns from injury, perhaps in December and January. He had 22 points, four boards, eight assists as he returns from injury of his own in the past few weeks. TJ Warren, ex Phoenix Sun, had 23 points, one assist and two steals. 10 of 16 shooting from the field, a great night for him. Sabonis, had 23 points and 12 rebounds as Jeremy Lamb poured in 18 points, 8 boards, and 6 assists off 7 of 15 shooting on the night. It was a great win for the Pacers. They now move to 8 2 at home. The Jazz are 3 6 away, and the Pacers closed using an 18 5 fourth quarter spurt to seal this win. The Pacers looked like it might run away with it after closing the first half on a 12-2 spurt, but the Jazz took back a bit of control in the third quarter and they cut the lead of the Pacers down to three with 2.03 left in the third. The Pacers allowed the answer with the final six points of the quarter and the decisive run outscoring the Jazz by 10 in the fourth quarter. The Jazz got as close as 42-41 late in the first half, but the rest of the night was catch up and they never took the lead in this game after that. The Jazz have lost three straight against the Pacers in back-to-back games for the third time this season as their season splutters away from home. At home they are consistent 8-1 but away from home that's where their troubles lie. Ingalls had 12, Conley had 5 and 5 assists in his hometown. He was in Indiana and will stay there to celebrate Thanksgiving with his immediate and extended family. Utah was 10-32 on threes, and their road record did not improve. Lamb, his best game of the season for the Pacers. The Pacers, eight and two at home, and four of their last five wins have come by double digits. For the Jazz, they enjoy Thanksgiving, then go to Memphis on Friday night, and the Pacers, they stay at home and host Atlanta on Saturday night. A big win for the Pacers as they look to secure their spot in the Eastern Conference standings. 121 Pacers, Jazz 102, a 19-point win for Indiana at home. Downtown. Cavs 104, Magic 116. Big road win for Orlando by 12 points. They improved to seven and 10 on the season. The Cavs are now five and 13. Player stats and box score. Fournier had 30 points in his absolutely best game for the season, four boards, one assist. DJ Augustin, eight points, two boards, and 10 assists and three steals. Markel Fultz is making great strides as their point guard. 15 points, three boards, and four assists. As Jonathan Isaac had 16 points, seven rebounds, one assist, one block, and three steals, in a stat sheet stuffing performance. Ken Birch, eight points and five rebounds. Off the bench, Mo Bamba had 15 points, four boards, two assists, and two blocks, and Ross has 16 points, four rebounds and two assists. For the Cavs, it was all Colin Sexton leading the scorers. The rookie had 20 points, seven rebounds and six assists. Osmond had 14 points, three boards. Kevin Love set this game out once again as Garland has 16 points and Tristan Thompson and Larry Nance Jr. both double-doubled Nance Jr. in the lineup for Kevin Love at this stage for the Cavs. Thompson, 13 points, 15 rebounds, two assists and one block, five of seven from the field. Nance Jr., 11. 10 boards, 1 assist and 2 steals of 4 and 8 shooting. I'll correct what I just said. Kevin Love, in fact, did play in this game at his return from an injury. He had nine points, five rebounds, and one assist in 24 minutes of game time. Apologies for the error. For the Cavs, it was a chance to go into the Thanksgiving break with a win, playing a Magic team missing two of their biggest stars, Nikola Vucevic and Aaron Gordon. They both missed their third straight game with right ankle injuries. But the Magic didn't need their top two players. Instead, Terence Ross and Jonathan Isaac. Scored 16 points each, which was 0-7 and away from home going into the game. They finally got their first away win of the year. Fournier had his best game, hitting 10 of 22 shots from the field and made all six of his free throws, falling two points shy of his career high. Cavs forward Kevin Love returned after missing two games because of a sore back at nine points and five rebounds. But he went into the locker room early in the second half and returned only briefly in the fourth quarter to see some bench action and cheer on the Cavs, which was in vain as they lost this game by 12 points. Nikola Vucevic averages a team-high 11.6 rebounds, but it wasn't an issue tonight. He's Orlando's second-leading scorer, and Gordon is their third-leading scorer, both with 17.1 points and 13.1 points, respectively, but did not seem to matter. The Magic got the win. Fultz and Bamba both scored 15 for the Magic. It was a true all-round team performance, and Gordon went through drills during shoot-around, but still isn't ready to play and won't be at least another week. Love didn't play against Portland for the Cavs on Saturday when Cleveland broke their six-game losing streak. He also missed Monday's loss to Brooklyn and centre John Henson hasn't played since the second game of the season because of a strained right hamstring. Up next to the Magic they host the Toronto Raptors on Friday. Orlando has won three straight games at home and will look to improve to four against a rampant Toronto team. The Cavs host the Bucs on Friday. The Bucs beat Cleveland 129-112 on October 28. But tonight In this pre-Thanksgiving matchup, the Cavs had a 12-point home loss. The Magic got the win, 116-104 for Orlando in Cleveland. Raptors 126, Knicks 98, a big 28-point win for the Raptors. In this game, the Knicks actually led this game by 8 points at quarter time, 29-21. But behind a 20-point advantage second quarter, the Raptors had 37 to the Knicks 17. They quickly turned it around and ran away with this match. In the box score for the Knicks, it was Robinson 8 points, 8 rebounds. Randall, 19 points, eight rebounds, nothing else on his stat sheet though. Barrett was influential but not good enough for the rookie but he needs to have others lifting him. 16 16 points, five forwards, four assists and three steals. Morris had a quiet night, seven points and three rebounds. Portis, nine points, four rebounds. Ellington, six points, three rebounds. And Taj Gibson, only two points and four rebounds. Alonzo Trio was good, 10 points and two boards in seven minutes. Kevin Knox had four points and Damian Dotson only had eight points. It wasn't a great performance for most of the Knicks players tonight. For the Raptors, Chris Butcher in extended minutes off the bench had 13 points and 12 rebounds. He is my star of the game off the bench. Hollis Jefferson continued to impress, 12 points and four boards. For OG Aninobi, he had 13 points and 12 rebounds. Pascal Siakam is dominating the Eastern Conference right now and this team in itself. 31 points, 8 boards, 2 assists, and 1 steal of 12 of 22, and 5 of 8 from downtown. The big man, Pascal, he is developing into an absolute NBA stud. Miller, 13 points, and Davis, 15 points, 4 boards, and 5 assists. The Toronto uh, Faithful, sent home happy and can enjoy their Thanksgiving turkey as Chris Bilcher and other role players played their role. The Raptors franchise record, eighth straight home victory to begin the season, rolls on. They'll look for their ninth in the next matchup. We'll get to that a bit later. New York was the opponent last time Toronto lost at home to an Atlantic team, beating the Raptors 111 109 back in 2015. The Raptors are expected to roll in this game. The Nets. The Knicks, I should say, are 1-8 and eight away from home and they struggle on the road just as much as they do at home. The Raptors had won seven in a row against the Knicks in 15 of the past 16 meetings. The 28-point margin tonight was New York's worst of the season. The Knicks lost 118-95 and 23-point loss on October 26. The knives will come out once again for Knicks head coach, David Fisdale, but his job is reportedly safe. For the time being if you think he is a goner then at downtown ball let us know why for the knicks one of eight on the road guard frank nidal started despite a left quadriceps contusion and a sore groin seven of new york's 14 losses have been by 10 or more points not great for development of these players and confidence the Raptors, the Raptors didn't shoot any free throws in the first quarter and like the Raptors, Boston, Miami and Philadelphia are all yet to lose at home. What have those teams got in common? Well, they're all in the Eastern Conference. So some strength of scheduling perhaps for Eastern Conference teams before they go and uh, play or welcome some Western Conference teams into their home gym. Up next for the Knicks, they host Philly on Friday night and the Raptors visit Orlando on Friday. The big story though was R.J. Barrett's return to his home country and before his first game in Canada, Barrett spoke to a large crowd of media and met a big throng of young fans. Earlier in the day, Barrett committed to Team Canada, but at night his team did not have the whim. They lost in a big one, Raptors 126, Knicks 98, Raptors by 28 on Thanksgiving Eve at home. Downtown. Bucks 111, Hawks 102 as the Bucks improve. Two 15 and three, the Hawks fall to four and fourteen. Having a look into some player stats in this game, and it was the Bucks who were once again led by Jonas Antetokounmpo. The reigning MVP took his team over the line in this encounter. It would have been a good game for the Atlanta Hawks to stand some authority, <clears throat> and Jabari Parker tried just that. He had 33 points and 14 boards, five assists against his old team. As Hunter had 10 points and five boards. Trey Young, 29 points, four boards, seven assists, one steal. Embry, four points, four rebounds. Carter, three points, five rebounds. Jones off the bench, 10 points and six rebounds. Cam Reddish, the rookie, had six points, one board, one assist. For the backs, it was Giannis, 30 points, 10 rebounds, four assists, four blocks, and a very good night from the field, 12 of 23 in his field goal percentages. Dante DiVincenzo had 12 points, six boards, two assists. Paddy Connaughton, three points, four rebounds. Brown, two points, four rebounds. Lopez, two points, three rebounds, that's Robin. Brooke had 11 points and 3 rebounds. Chris Middleton made his long-awaited return to action for the Bucks, had 16 points, 3 boards, 3 assists and 2 steals. Ursula Ilyasova was good. He was the 6th Buck to get in double figures tonight, had 13 points, 8 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 block and 1 steal. A quiet night from Bledsoe, although he had 10 assists, he had 2 blocks and 2 steals, 9 points and 5 rebounds. For the Bucks, it was a solid win, capping off a fantastic performance at home. Middleton, who had been out since the 10th of November with a thigh contusion, didn't start and played only 20 minutes. He helped the Bucks rally after they trailed through three quarters. At the last quarter break, it was the Hawks up by one point, as Jarnas followed his season-high 50 points by notching his 18th consecutive double-double, the reigning VIP MVP's streak of double-doubles. Of double is the longest to begin a season since Bill Walton opened with 34 straight in 1976-77. Milwaukee held the Hawks to 43 points in the second half. For the Hawks, guard Kevin Horta left for had a cuff sprain, missed his eighth straight game. He's been ruled out for the next two games on Friday and Saturday in the NBA. For the Bucks, Chris Middleton, the team's leading second leading scorer, who entered Wednesday averaging 18.5 points per game, had been expected to miss three to four weeks. Mike Budenholzer said it's probably gonna be one or two games since and he'll be starting back in the lineup. Guard George Hill was out for a second straight game with back soreness. Jabari Parker tried to get into the game and get his Hawks over the line. He has scored in double figures in 17 of 18 games. It's an insane thing what he's been through. suffered two torn ACLs in Milwaukee before being cut. Up next, the Hawks have an Indiana trip on Friday, and the Bucks head to Cleveland on the same night. Tonight, though, Bucks by nine, 111. Hawks 102. Clippers 121, Grizz 119, Clippers now 14 and 5, Grizzlies now 5 and 12. A late tip in from Montrez. Harrell got the clips to win in this match in Memphis. Pat Beverly, 6.7 board, 11 assists, 2 blocks, 1 steal. Montrez Harrell continues his great season, 24 points, 10 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 block. Paul George had 22 points, 5 boards, 2 assists as Kawhi set this game out. Ivica Shubach had 10 points and 2 rebounds. Lou Williams had 24 points, 1 board, and 13 assists with 2 steals. Green had 7 points and eight rebounds. Magruder, seven points, five rebounds. And Patrick Patterson, ten points and two boards. For the Grizz, it was that man again, Jar Morant, who had a fantastic game. 20 points, five boards, 11 assists and four steals for Jar. Jackson Jr. had 17 points, six boards, two assists. Clark, Brandon Clark, ten points, six, six six boards and two assists. The big performance of the night though was a former Raptor big man, Giannis Valanciunas. 30 points, 16 boards, three assists, one block and one steal. Jake Crowder had 20 points and four rebounds in what was arguably his best match for the Grizz since joining them from the Boston Celtics. A big win for the Clippers on the road. They are now three and four away from home. Hasn't been their strong suit winning away from home this season. Doc Rivers said it was fantastic having Harrell and Williams off his bench. It's like you have the ultimate relief pitches coming in the game. Harrell and Williams contributed to another strong bench performance. They lead the league with 51.7 points a game from their bench unit. Fantastic performance Performance from the Clippers bench, it's one thing that will hold him in good stead come postseason and playoff play. LA forward Kawhi Leonard took the night off with injury management on his left knee after playing last night's match. For the Clippers, Rodney Magruder began the game starting in Leonard's spot, his second start of the season. Magruder left the game though in the third quarter with a right lower leg injury and did not return. Forward Landry Shament missed his ninth straight game with a high left ankle sprain. For the Grizz, forward Kyle Anderson was listed as questionable because of right heel soreness and did not play. The clips held Morant to one shot and no points in the first half. The rookie surged with 14 points in the fourth quarter. But it was the first half influence that was quelled. Memphis challenged an out of bounds call in the fourth, giving the ball to the Clippers. After review, the call was overturned and led to the Grizz getting back in the game. Up next, the Clippers at San Antonio on Friday night, and the Grizz host Utah on the same night. A big late tip into Montrose Harrell gives the Clips a two-point away win in Memphis. One twenty-one Clippers, one nineteen Grizz. Downtown. Rockets 117, Heat 108, Rockets now 12-6 and, and the Heat 12-5 on the season. A big fourth quarter comeback wasn't enough for the Heat as they trailed at the main break in this game by 24 points and never recovered. James Harden had a classic match. He poured in 34 points, six rebounds and five assists as Restbrook put in 27 points, nine rebounds, seven assists and two steals. Daniel House Jr. came to play and was that third wheel the Rockets need this season if they're gonna compete in playoff play. He had 23 points, four boards, two assists and two steals. Clark, 12 points, eight assists, and PJ Tucker had seven points, seven rebounds, four steals on the defensive end. For the Heat, Bam and Abayo had another double-double, 17 points and 11 rebounds, two assists shy of a trip-dub with eight assists. Tyler Hero, great first season continues. He led the Heat in scoring tonight, had 22 points, eight boards, three assists and two steals. Justice Winslow wasn't expected to play, but was a late inclusion, had 10 points, seven rebounds and three assists in 34 big minutes. Goran Dragic had 13 points, two rebounds, while Kelly Alinek, the Canadian, who earlier in the day confirmed he would play for Canada basketball in the upcoming Olympic qualifying tournament in Canada, had 19 points and six boards. Kendrick Nunn was quite in his rookie season, having started the season on fire. Nine points and four assists was all we could contribute tonight to the Heat's effort. Robinson had 13 points and three rebounds, but it was the Rockets who simply were too good. When opponents, Trap and Double Team Harden and Rusty, it leaves openings for other players to step up and contribute, and on this night, as I mentioned, it was Daniel House. His career high, 23 points, helped the Rockets over the line. Harden 34 Westbrook 27 they both helped the Rockets snap three game losing streak and they got back in the winning column at home they're now seven and two at home the Heat five and five on the road this season Westbrook had nine rebounds and seven assists but Houston had 11 steals they converted those steals into 22 points the Heat used a 10-3 to 3 run, but it only cut the lead to 19 as the Houston Rockets led at that stage, 96-77. to 77. From there, it was all Rockets. Houston led by at least 20 for most of the third quarter and pushed the lead all the way out to 24 with a dunk by Ben McLemore with about two minutes left in the third quarter. Well, and Hero hit threes, but it was to no avail. After coming out flat in a 14-point high-scoring loss to Dallas on Sunday, the Rockets began strong on Wednesday. Harden and Westbrook combined for 42. In the first half they built up that 66-42, 24-point lead. For the Heat, they got 51 points off the bench and Bam Adebayo led the Heat starters, as I said. The Heat made 14 of 37 three-pointers. It was all more impressive because the Rockets were missing center Clint Capella, who had missed the game with a respiratory illness. Second-year player Gary Clark had 12 points and had a career best, eight rebounds in just under half an hour of play, filling in for Capella. Next up for the Heat, they host Golden State on Friday, and the Rockets have an extra day's rest before they host Atlanta on Saturday night. Rockets 117, Heat 108, a nine-point home win for Houston. Downtown. Spurs 101, Timberwolves 113, a big 12 point win away from home in San Antonio for the Timberwolves. Box score time, Wiggins had 26 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 blocks and looks back to his form prior to taking 3 games off due to a personal reason and illness. Anthony Towns had 23 points, 14 boards, 6 assists, while Bates the op, 16 points and 4 rebounds. Joshua had 11 points, eight rebounds, and three assists off the bench. Jarrett Culver and Gorgi Deng were great, 10 points apiece. Culver had five assists, and Yang had four. Roko off the bench for the Wolves. Robert Covington, seven points, four boards, two assists, and one block. Jeff Teague, seven points, three boards, but six assists in a very well-evened manner, this performance of the Timberwolves. The Spurs, once again, couldn't stop an offensive team. DeMar DeRozan, rumours flying about him perhaps being cut from the Spurs. Had 20 points, seven rebounds, five assists, one block, and two steals. Keep it posted here to Downtown Pod for your latest Spurs trade news if you think you know where DeMar's going at Downtown pod. Let us know your thoughts. Lamarcus Aldridge, 22 points, 6 boards. Paddy Mills, 8 points and 2 assists in the starting lineup for Greg Popovich tonight. Rudy Gay had 10 points, 11 rebounds, once again letting us know it's okay to be gay. 4 assists for the big man. Bryn Forbes, 7 points, 3 rebounds and 3 assists. Off the bench it was White with 9, Murray with 8 and Yucca Pertl with 4. He poured in 8 rebounds and had 5 massive blocks in this game. But once again the Spurs were unable to hold off a fast finishing and high scoring team minnesota outscored the spurs by nine points in the last quarter after the lead was only three at three-quarter time the t-wolves overcame a charge fueled in a large part by second-year player lonnie walker the fourth to hand the spurs their fifth straight home loss the Timberwolves' six-year stretch of misery in san antonio is over they've lost their past 11 games in san antonio but Tonight, it wasn't enough for the Spurs to uh, lose their second straight and their 12th in 14 games. They dropped a 6 and 13, long way below 500. They're 4 and 6 at home. The T-Wolves are now 10 and 8, 7 and 2 away from home their record away better than at home. At home, they're only three wins and six losses. Energy, Walker said. Doing what Pop tells me to do. Walker was great for the Spurs, but it wasn't enough. He's a rookie and he's a defensive stopper. He plays the best he could. He ran the floor well and was an energy guy. up by Walker and consecutive buckets by DeRozan put the Spurs up. 92-91 with just under six minutes left in the game. The first lead since the end of the first quarter with the Spurs led by two. But the T-Wolves had a seven point run to quiet the crowd and regain control. Wiggins was clutch in this moment and he said after the game, they didn't let anyone phase them. It's always tough to play. They stayed true and executed. LaMarcus Aldridge passed uh, Hall of Famer's Scotty Pippen's 18,941 points. He's now on 18,958 points and sits 59th overall in the league's all-time scoring list. He's still got a couple of seasons left up his sleeve to keep climbing that list, Does big LaMarcus. The Spurs' last home victory was in the 7th of November against Oklahoma City. DeRozan recently deleted all his Instagram posts and uh, we'll see if he moves very, very shortly in the next few weeks. DeRozan said, it's all nothing. Doesn't even like social media. Not a big fan, never been. To this day, I I, I just hate it. So, is there anything to be read into the post deletion? I hate it, Rosen re- re- reiterated. If it wasn't a need this day and age, I wouldn't have it. Next up, it is at Dallas for the Timberwolves on Tuesday night. The Spurs have a few days off uh, before playing Philadelphia on Wednesday night. The Spurs at home once again suffered a loss, going down by 12. Timberwolves 113, Spurs 101. Downtown a battle of the NBA's two highest scoring teams this season the Wizards won 40, the Suns won 32 this game, got 272 total points for the Wiz away from home in Phoenix it was their sixth win in the season, the Suns fell below 500 for the first time this season, Ville had 35 points, 6 assists on 11 of 18 shooting and 4 of 6 from downtown, the rookie Hachimura had 6 points and 6 rebounds big block on Hachimura by Devin Booker look it up on Twitter and let us know what you think Downtown pod. Bryant had 23 points, 9 boards, 5 assists. Kiki Burton's, uh, I should say Davis Burton's, not the tennis player, Kiki, had 16 points, 4 boards, 3 assists, and 1 block. Jordan McRae, 11 points, 1 rebound, and 3 assists. Off the bench, it was Smith who had 21 points, 4 rebounds, 7 assists, and 3 steals. Ish Smith used to play in Phoenix so he was returning to an old team and he did them dirty tonight. Mo Wagner had 11 points, 4 boards and 3 assists and IT Isaiah Thomas 12 points, 5 assists and 3 rebounds. For the Suns, Devin Booker tried to assert his control but couldn't. He he was one of eight Suns in double digits having 27 points, 2 rebounds and 8 assists. Dario Saric had 17 points and 12 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 blocks and 2 steals. Cam Johnson, 17 points and four rebounds tonight. For Rubio, he was back in the lineup for the Suns, played 25 minutes, had 18 points and four assists. And uh, Tyler Johnson, that was before I should say, Cam Johnson had 11 points, four rebounds and four assists. Shek Diallo off the bench with uh, no Baines for this team still, had 17 points, 10 rebounds. Eli Kobo, 13 points and eight assists in only 21 minutes, a good Parting, A good showing from the young French player. Kelly Oubre only had 17 minutes and had 12 points in this game. Frank Kaminsky did not score despite playing 16 minutes. One of those games that was up, down and all around the Sun led at certain stages but it was uh, the coach of the Wizards, Scott Brooks, uh, who was credited by the players after they had an impromptu breakfast meeting the morning of the game, Bradley Beal said. It was the first time all year It was a point of emphasis on just winning the games and what it takes to win the games. They got a good result and what they needed tonight. You grow up day by day, 24 hours at a time, Brooks said after the game. We always want to expedite that as fast as we can. It's all about growing each day. For the Suns, they're now eight and nine. Devin Booker led the Suns with 27 points, but they couldn't contain the Wizards on a consistent basis. They pulled it back to a five-point deficit, 74-69 at halftime, but within five minutes of the second half, it was the Wiz out by 20, and from there it was not enough to get the Suns back in the game. They cut it back to 124-120. with about 3 minutes left before Bill made two free throws to stop the rally. Isaiah Thomas, another former Suns guard, made a three-pointer on the next possession. The lead was nine, and that was all she wrote. The Suns have lost five of six games after beginning the season with a surprising 7-4 and four record. Bill shot 11 of 18 from the field and had six assists. The bench for the Wizards had a productive night with 59 points, almost a third, or more than a third, I should say, of their total points. Smith led the way, Davis Bertans, Jordan McCray, and Mo Wagner all chipped in. One encouraging spark for the Suns is the improved player forward Cech Diallo, who without DeAndre in suspension and Aaron Bain's injury, he would have been forced into a minor role, and perhaps not even any minutes on this team. For the Wiz, guard CJ Miles hurt his left wrist in the last game against the Nugs. Brooks said he won't play the rest of the road trip. For the Suns, Aiton missed the 16th of his 25-game suspension He'll be back on December 17 against the Clippers. Baines missed the game once again with a right hip flexor strain. The Wiz had the Lakers on Friday night in LA. The Suns host Luca Mav and the Dallas Mavericks on Friday night. In Arizona, in the Valley of the Sun, it was the Suns 132, a loss by eight, Washington 140. Downtown Lakers 114, Pels 110, Pels now 6-12, Lakers 16-2. They keep winning these close games. For the Pelicans, it was 29, 6 and 12. Drew Holiday in just over 40 minutes of play tonight and 3 steals. Brandon Ingram against his old team. This Pelicans roster is littered with former Lakers. He's one of them. And Josh Hart, of course, another. And also Lonzo Ball, who did not play tonight. Ingram, 23 points, 10 boards, 1 assists, and 2 blocks. JJ Reddick, 18 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists. One steal, five of eight from three-point land. All his buckets coming from beyond the stripe. Williams, 11 points and seven boards. Josh Hart, nine points, five rebounds. Okafor, six points, two boards. Jackson Hayes, seven points and four rebounds. The Lakers, it was the homecoming for Anthony Davis, and he did not disappoint, despite admitting he was a little bit scared and wary about heading back to his old team. 41 points, nine boards, and three big steals. LeBron chipped in again and leads the league in assists still. 11 of those tonight, five boards, 29 points, one block and two steals. Kyle Kuzma had 16 points and five rebounds after a slow start. Dwight Howard nine points and seven boards off the bench with McGee having four points and seven boards also off the bench. It was a emotional night for Davis. He thinks this game was circled on both calendars. Unfortunately, it wasn't a good result for New Orleans and the home crowd. They're four and five at home now, the Pelicans. The Lakers are eight and one away and eight and one at home. Synchronicity and symmetry in this season for the Lakers. Teammates of AD kept telling him, Don't worry about it, we'll find a way to win it for you. Davis spent his first seven years in New Orleans. Kuzma gave the Lakers the lead for good when he drilled a three pointer from the left corner with 107 to go, making it 111 109. New Orleans trimmed the margin to one when Josh Hart hit one of his two free throws after another turnover by James, where he was swarmed in the paint. Reddick's open three for the lead rimmed out and the Pelicans were forced to foul Davis who missed one of two free throws giving the Pels five seconds to run a play to uh, tie the game or the lead. But that's when Davis stepped up, stepping in front of passer Brandon Ingram for his third steal. And the game was won. It was all done for the Lakers at that point. The New Orleans Hornets led by the Pelicans, I should say, led by 13 at quarter time and 10 at halftime. And you thought a Lakers' luck was going to run out. The Lakers only shot 8 of 24 from three-point range and missed 7 of the 25 free throws. They scored 62 points in the paint and Dwight Howard had four dunks and a free throw for his nine points. The Pelicans, though, turned the ball over 20 times, leading them to 19 Lakers points, and that was the difference in the end. Before Davis changed out of his uniform, he went to the Pels' locker room to give Holiday a signed jersey and wound up lingering a bit to catch up with old teammates and coaches. We've got a bond off the floor, said Davis. It's still there no matter what the circumstances. Everyone thinks they've got a vendetta against New Orleans, but I don't. I've got no will and toward anybody. I'm in a happy place. They're in a happy place. And we're just here to play basketball. The Lakers return home with a two-game homestand against Washington on Friday night. The Pelicans visit OKC on Friday in the first of a home-and-home with the with the second leg on Sunday. Tonight, Lakers come back and win this one 114 110 against the Pelicans in New Orleans. Downtown. Are oh, the Blazers rolling towards a 500 record. Well, a big win against the Thunder at home tonight would have some saying they are. 136-119. Blazers now 7-12. and 12. Thunder 6-11. and 11. A big night for Carmelo Anthony at home tonight. 19 points, four boards, two assists. Lillard was back to his best. 27 points, five rebounds, and five assists in this game. CJ McCollum had 22 points, two two rebounds, and four assists. Hassan Whiteside, 21 points, and 16 boards. Their combination on the floor and they're making Shots running plays is unstoppable at times. Rodney Hood, 14 points, three boards and three assists. Ken Begemoore, three points, 10 rebounds and four assists. Off the bench, Anthony Simons had 14 points and one assist. For the Thunder, Chris Paul had 16 points, two rebounds and five assists. And a Schroeder, 10 points and three rebounds. Nader had a career night, 23 points in his 17 minutes with two rebounds and one assist of seven of nine shooting. Burton, six points, six rebounds as every single OKC player saw scored in this game. Terrence Ferguson, 9 points. Steven Adams, 8 points and 6 boards. Nolan Snowell 8 points and 4 rebounds. The Blazers, though, they roll on and Carmelo is feeling more at home. The crowd was chanting his name at the motor centre and they blew away the Oklahoma City Thunder. Anthony's dunk early in the fourth quarter gave Portland a 111-79 lead and put the crowd on its feet. At that time, with Portland up by more than 30 points, they took out their stuff. And the Thunder got back into the game somewhat to make it look respectable. The 10-time All-Star played in four games before the team returned to Portland, averaging 16 points and nearly 30 minutes per game. He led the Blazers with a 25 points in their win at Chicago on Monday night. That snapped a four-game losing streak. The Blazers are now 2-4 at home and 7-12 and in the season. The Thunder can't buy an away win. One win and seven losses on the road this season for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Paulin led by 13 at the half and it ended on a contentious note when it appeared that Stephen Adams hooked Lillard by the neck but wasn't called for the foul. There was no review and Adams was allowed to continue. Shea Gilders-Alexander announced on Twitter earlier that he had committed to play for Team Canada in its bid to get to the Tokyo Olympics next year. Guard Hamadou Diallo missed his second game with a hyperextension sprain in his right elbow. He will be out between four and six weeks. For the Blazers, Gary Trent was held out of the game because of a hamstring injury. Rodney Hood came in, hit all four of his shots from the field in the first half, including three three three-pointers. The Blazers play nine of the next 12 games at home, which the team is embracing after playing 13 of their first 18 away from home. The Blazers are looking to get above 500, and if they win five of their next seven games, they will be right there. The Thunder host New Orleans on Friday night. The Blazers host Chicago on the same night. But tonight, it was the Blazers, too good for the Thunder, winning by 17 at home 136 119. Downtown! The ball season goes from bad to worse. The Warriors 104, Bulls 90, 14 point win. The Warriors now four and 15. The Bulls now six and 13. For the Warriors, it was a good night for Eric Pascal, 25 points, seven rebounds, three assists. Alec Burks had 23 points, 10 rebounds, seven assists. Robinson 11 points, one rebound, three assists, one block and two steals. But it was Amari Spellman who had a brilliant night. 13 points, 11 rebounds, one assist, three blocks and two steals on five of 11 shooting from the field. Bowman, five points, three boards, three assists. Poole, six points, three rebounds, two assists. Marquise Creese, 11 points, five rebounds and two blocks and four big steals on the defensive end. Corley Stein, three points and nine rebounds with three assists. It was a big night on the steal Watch for the Warriors. They had a combined 11 steals in the whole team. For the Bulls, Zach Levine tried his best. He had 36 points, 5 boards, 5 assists, 2 blocks and 2 steals, and almost a half of the entire Bulls tally. Thomas Sadoransky had 19 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists. Next best then was 8. Carter Jr. had 8 points. Markin had 8 points, and another dismal showing for the Finn. Young had 6, and there wasn't much to write home about on the steal, block, rebound, or assist front outside of those players for the Chicago Bulls. Eric Paschall, and all the healthy bodies the Golden State have missing right now, including Draymond Green, D'Angelo Russell, Clay Thompson, and Stephen Curry. When they come back, this Warriors team will be a decent outfit having all these young players getting minutes into them having Draymond back was a big deal he settled us down Green as I mentioned had seven points five rebounds eight assists two blocks and three steals and simply stuffed the stat sheet but having him out there Steve Kerr Mm -hmm. reckons he is just someone that leads the team well Brings them together when the times get tough. Golden State weren't to panic on this night, leading by eight points at quarter time, five Mm -hmm. points at the half, five points again at the three-quarter break before winning by 14. It was a big night for the Warriors. Bulls forward Chandler Hutchinson was out for two games last week with soreness in his shins, but he was in the starting lineup. He only played... Two minutes. Not a great sign. One game after he came back to score six points and grabbed three rebounds in seven minutes late in the loss to Portland. Bowls forward Luke Cornet played 10 points his return from an eight game absence following sinus surgery. Ryan Arcidiacono played after he was a game time call with a sprained right elbow. Otto Porter Jr. missed his 10th consecutive game with a bone bruise in his left foot. Chicago has been swept in the past two-season series versus Golden State. They would have been looking to possibly get a win against the Dismal Warriors this time around, but didn't come close. Pascal had his sixth 20-point performance, the third most among rookies, and is going under the radar for perhaps a Rookie of the Year gong this season. The Warriors' rebounding advantage finished 54-42 as Russell missed his sixth game in a row with a sprained right thumb. But he will travel on the team's upcoming road trip and will be re-evaluated on Saturday. Guard Jacob Evans III is scheduled to be re-evaluated on Tuesday. The Warriors have won five straight games against the Bulls and five in a row at home in the Bay Area. The Warriors now are 2-7 at home this season. Clay Thompson was in a bit of a new gig tonight. He was the third comment, special comment, sideline reporter for the Californian broadcast of this game. He even spontaneously took over some of the post-game work, interviewing Spellman, who said, Clay is a hilarious bloke. It was hard not to laugh. Thompson had surgery July 2nd for a torn ACL and is not expected to play this season. The Warriors went 11 of 29 from the three-point range. The Bulls, 10 of 29, and almost a symmetrical stat. Up next, the Bulls travel to Portland on Friday and the Warriors are at Miami on Friday date to begin their five-game East Coast road trip that will wrap up a stretch with nine of 11 games away from Chase Centre. Tonight, a big win for the Warriors, 104-90 on Thanksgiving Eve in the Association. Downtown. Breaking NBA news on Downtown Park. Brought to you by multiple online sources, including Hoops Rumors, The Athletic, ESPN, and much more. Let's get into today's breaking news. Downtown. The NBA has granted the Magic's career-ending injury application and removed center Timofey Mozgov's $16.7 million dollar salary from their books, Shams of The Athletic tweets. The choice by the NBA improves Orlando's bottom line significantly for this season and beyond. The Magic now drop from $2.3 million to $7.8 million below the luxury tax line and have a $10.7 million buffer below the hard cap. The Magic put in the application last month for Mozgov, who entered this season on an expiring $16.72 million contract but was waived by Orlando during the offseason due to a series of knee issues. Jabari Parker is not ruling out a return to Milwaukee. The Bucks had high hopes for Jabari when they chose him number two overall back in 2014, but injuries robbed him of much of his time in Milwaukee. Parker, who recently signed with the Atlanta Hawks, wishes things had worked out differently. It's real special, man, how they were able to build this building, Parker told Eric Woodward of ESPN. I haven't played here, but just seeing the growth of this city, I like the way it's developing. I'm just so sad that I'm not able to share it with them. They've moved on, but that's fine. That's business. But I am a little homesick from being here. I just miss being here. Parker's deal is for two seasons, though the second year in Atlanta is a player option. The forward wouldn't rule out a return to Milwaukee. Never, man. I would never rule out a possible return here. I would never do that. It's just so sad how it ended and I wish I could have stayed. Boston point guard Kemba Walker returns to NBA action tonight, less than a week after he collided head-to-head with teammate Semi Ogilvy and had to be removed from the court on a stretcher. It was a scary moment for myself, Walker said. When I was in the moment, it was pretty tough to be in, obviously. I know it was scary for everyone. It was tough, but thank God I'm okay. He's back tonight and returns after initial fears whether he could miss the entire season with a neck injury. But what turned out to be just a concussion, Walker feels fit and firing and ready to compete for the Celtics as they tackle the Nets tonight in NBA action. The NCAA has upheld James Wiseman's 12-game suspension and requires him to pay an $11,500 donation after Memphis appealed the original ruling, Shams of the Athletic tweets. Wiseman took to his Twitter page to comment on the situation. Sometimes bad things happen to good people, Wiseman tweeted. God has never left me nor forsaken me throughout this process. God knows my destiny and I feel that even though hardships may be upon me, it too shall pass in the grace of God. My journey isn't finished and this too shall pass. Wiseman, who is expected to be a top three pick in the upcoming NBA draft, has only seen action in three NCAA college contests so far, as he has been sitting out while awaiting the results of the appeal. The NCAA handed Wiseman this punishment based on recruiting inducements his family received before he enrolled at Memphis and for competing in three games while ineligible. The centre was ruled ineligible on the 8th of November, but was granted an emergency temporary restraining order and played that night against UIC. In three games to Memphis, he has averaged 19.7 points, 10.7 rebounds and three blocks per night. He'll be back on January 12th against South Florida. Speculation remains rife about the Cavaliers trading Kevin Love as he sits and continues to for the Cavs. Love hears the rumours, but doesn't have a feel for what's gonna happen next as Tim Reynolds of the AP has the details. Love said, the chips will fall. I know it's a young team and I think I can help them. I'm gonna do right by Cleveland, the organization. They've done right by me. It's a league where teams wanna rebuild, teams wanna go young, but certain teams are looking for a piece, a guy who's played in the finals, a guy with playoff experience. I don't know what's gonna happen, but I think it definitely lessens the burden and the anxiety. While Love could certainly help a contender or playoff-bound team, he isn't forcing a change of scenery. I've been committed here since day one, Love said. I know it's been a little shaky at some points, it's been great at some points, but now I've found some semblance of balance in my life, not only on the court, but away from it. Have some thoughts about where Kevin Love could move to? Tweet us on Facebook perhaps too, or email tweet at downtownpod or email downtownpodhoops at gmail.com. The Heat have acquired veteran player Jarrett Jack and his G League rights are Winderman of the South Florida Sun Sentinel Relays. Jack is still free to sign though with any NBA club should there be interest from a rival franchise. In other Miami Heat news, Justice Winslow will re-enter the starting lineup for the Heat in the next game they play. He was expected to return tonight, though his minutes could be monitored in the next game and coach Eric Spolstra's choice could come down to how well Duncan Robinson is playing once Winslow is back and ready for a return. Andre Guidalla remains on the Grizzlies, but he's away from the team and the franchise is expected to trade him at some point this season. Many assume that both LA teams will ultimately be where the former Finals MVP have a chance to end up, but that's far from a certain outcome. Brian Windhorst of ESPN.com hears from rival execs that the Mavericks may emerge as contenders for Iguodala's services. Courtney Lee, $12.8 million, is on an expiring deal, and the team could package him, along with other young players or draft picks, to acquire Iguodala. While the Mavs have the NBA's best offense so far, their defense is in the bottom half of the league and lost by double digits at home to the Clippers yesterday. Iguodala could bring his defensive prowess to a team that is already outproducing its expectations this season and has a true MVP contender in Luka Doncic. Coach James Borrego of the Charlotte Hornets is losing patience with their defense and he's not afraid to shake things up. Rick Bunnell of the Charlotte Observer relays. You have to value your time on the floor. It isn't a god-given right to get on the floor and go through the motions," Borrego said. "If you aren't doing your job, if you don't have great effort, not engaged, I need to make a change. Bring the bench in or make a lineup change." The Hornets are six and twelve this season, and the team has already started twelve different lineups in their 18 games. Borrego is searching for the best combination of players that is going to help the team win games, regardless of each player's contract status or seniority on the team. As the New York Knicks flowered to a 2-8 start, the organization's front office decided to call a press conference to voice its collective frustration. The uncharacteristic move seemed to launch second-year coach David Fisdale into an untenable situation. But perhaps that isn't the case after all. Mark Berman, New York Post, reported Fisdale's job, in the short term at least, is apparently safe. He said, According to my sources, the club would need to suffer a severe slide from here for anything drastic to happen to Fisdale in the near future, with the win-loss record not the key barometer. Progress, competitiveness and player development are paramount for the Knicks organisation. Knicks rookie phenom R.J. Barrett is the latest player to commit to Team Canada. After the vast majority of Team Canada's NBA talent skipped out on last summer's Fever World Cup, including Jamal Murray and Andrew Wiggins, players are now committing to the squad in droves for June's last chance Olympic qualifying tournament in Victoria, British Columbia in Canada. New York Knicks phenom R.J. Barrett, added his name joining Jamal Murray, Shay Gilgius Alexander, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Dylan Brooks, and Chris Boucher. Canada has to win a six-team tournament against Greece, China, Turkey, Uruguay, and the Czech Republic. It will be a tough task, seeing as Canada has not qualified for the Olympics since 2000. That's it, we're done. One more ep, a bumper ep of Downtown Pod in your ears for your listening pleasure we hope you enjoyed it if you did like share follow retweet twitter facebook at downtown pod and give us a follow perhaps give us some comments some feedback your ideas and suggestions email downtownpodhoops at gmail.com jump on spotify Apple Podcasts, and our main podcast hosting site, Red Circle. We are now on Stitcher as well. Wherever you get your podcasts, Downtown Pod is there for you. It's Downtown NBA Daily on those podcast platforms. Tomorrow, it's Thanksgiving in the States and a big slate of games on Saturday. There's no games for Thanksgiving Day, so a day off on Downtown Pod, but back on Saturday here in Australia with a recap of all the box scores of the following matches. Celtics, Nets, Hornets, Pistons, Raptors, Magic, Bucks, Cavs, Sixers, Knicks, Hawks, Pacers, Warriors, Heat, Jazz, Grizzlies, Pelicans, Thunder, Clippers, Spurs, Mavs, Suns, Bulls Blazers and Wizards Lakers enjoy your day off if you're in the States for Thanksgiving and enjoy what you're doing tomorrow here in Australia and of course around the world thank you once again for your company on downtown pod we look forward to seeing you again in a couple of days as always I'm Jack keep it easy downtown.